At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Hell! I suck at dating with Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. What is up, everyone? Welcome to an all-new episode of Help I Suck at Dating. As always, it's Dean Ungler with Jared Haven, but we have a very special co-host with us this week. We've had her on plenty of times in the past. You know her, you love her, Sydney Lotuaco, ladies and gentlemen. What's yeah. up, Sydney? Hey. Hello. Thank you for having me. You said you my name me? right. We're off to a great start. What a delight it is to have you. We're honestly stoked because Jared and I are running out of crap to talk about. So, Plus, we need I mean, like a female's perspective because uh, we're just a bunch of dudes spewing nonsense. So it's nice having a uh, someone who actually can talk intelligently about dating. How are you, Sydney? I'm good. I have been dating. I found finally a boyfriend. And I managed to do it in quarantine. So I'm very yeah. good, actually. Let's talk about this, Sid. So we saw Us Weekly published an article. We saw you guys are IG official. Yeah. Tell us about this mystery man of yours. So we met in the DMs. We met on Instagram. He actually was a Bachelor fan. Maybe not so much anymore because I might have ruined the show for him. But he was a Bachelor fan and he watched the show because his mom liked it and he was watching every season. He watched my season, Colton's season, um, with his roommate every single night. They got together. They watched the show. And for whatever reason, he had his eyes on me. Um, He liked me a lot. So then he proceeded to watch me on Paradise once he knew I was going to be on that. And then... Once that happened, he just started randomly DMing me. And it was always very nice and fun. It was never creepy or weird how normal DMs tend to be. Um, So he did it right. He would just respond to things I was doing. I remember putting out like a bunch of question stickers one time when I was bored. And he would send me really funny questions like, who would win in a fight, a shark or a bear? Things like that, which actually were entertaining. So we just kept DMing a little bit. And then I... I would respond and then not respond. And then once quarantine happened and everyone kind of went back to their homes, everything was shut down. I was on my phone a lot more and I started paying attention to who was on the other side of the DMs. And I actually went to like, see who this guy was because we had talked a couple of times and I was like, Oh, this guy's actually really, really cute. Um, I'm going to keep talking to him and see what, see what this is about. turns out he lived in Ohio and after two days, I think, straight of DMing, he basically was going to exit the situation and was like, well, I had my fun. Obviously, this girl is, he thought I was like a famous person or whatever. Lo and behold, I'm pretty normal. So he told me that if I'm ever in Ohio, he could, I could reach out to him. We could go on a date, whatever. And then he left me his number. So then I was like, well, I've been having fun. This has been a good way to get through quarantine. So then I was like, why, why not? keep talking to him. So I texted him and then we went to texting and then from texting it went to FaceTime and from FaceTime it went to three months of that. And then finally we met in person, I think after three months when I flew to Ohio to 
meet this guy that I'd never met before. <laughs> well, that takes balls to fly out to Ohio to meet someone you haven't met before. Damn. Yeah. Um, balls and convincing your family a lot that it's okay that I'm meeting a stranger in a, in a foreign state. <laughs> I know. But That's pretty crazy. Do you recommend that? Like, say, hypothetically, you were giving your friend advice and your, your friend was going through the same situation. Would you have told them to fly to Ohio? I would say... Yes, because for me it worked out, but also check your facts. Like at one point I was going to maybe FaceTime with his mom just to make sure he was a real person. All of these things happened, but because we had been talking for so long and like built this strong relationship and all we could do was talk. It was essentially like the bachelor, like, but via phone, all you could do was talk. You got, you got to know each other really well. There was no like physical side of it. We couldn't really get like sexual, obviously over the phone really, um, until we were in person. So I think because of all that was pushed back, we got to like see each other really well. And we like created a strong connection. And because of that, I knew for flying to Ohio, it wasn't that big of a risk because I pretty much knew him really well by that point. So, Sid, I got a question for you. Yeah. So Jared and I have talked about this a lot on the podcast. We both strongly agree that Instagram is arguably the, the best dating app out there. But I think the second most challenging thing on Instagram when you're trying to meet someone that you might be interested in is getting that first DM to be approved. So what was yes. it that he sent to you that caught your eye so much to press the accept button? It was never creepy. Like I said, it was always just in response to things that I was putting out for people to respond to. So I, in that moment, I was already looking at my DMs and it was never like, Hey girl, you're hot, like really cool, blah, blah, blah. It was nothing like that. It was just like really funny. It made me laugh. They were quick, witty, and then it's just a little intriguing. So I think if you so it was the questions thing that was in, that was like the initial thing where you're like, initial. okay, this guy, this guy's yeah. got something. Yeah. And then I honestly think it was Tiger King that bonded us for real like, yes. over quarantine. So many relationships have been formed from Tiger so King. So many strong you. relationships. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it was just it meant to be in some weird way. But I think it was actually a great way to date because it takes away. You can see the person. You can see a little bit about their life. I mean, when everyone's on a dating app, you go to Instagram right away anyways just to see a little right. bit more. So it's kind of takes out the middleman but what's it what's it his name for me his name is nick which is funny because my brother's name is nick my dad's name is nick my dad my uh, grandparents my grandpa's name was nick so oh, it was either a really I, good I sign like or a sign. bad sign yeah exactly well now i'm living in his home so so far so good you guys are living together yeah weird i know um yeah so we've been talking now for like maybe four or five months but I wasn't going to move back into my apartment in LA right away. I was supposed to move back in in September, mm -hmm. but LA is pretty still, like pretty much still shut down. That it is. So, and I was already staying here. So we decided just to kind of move in for the time being and see what happens. Whoa. Yeah. That's so big. I'm That's in big. For now. Yeah. Wait, wait, so you're Us bachelor folk, man. We love these condensed timelines. We go yeah, zero we to really real do. Bad. We just we really microwave do. our relationships. I like it though. Uh, just, you know, dive head first. Sometimes you have to in life. Um, I'm curious because right. uh, you said that um, did he, when he DM'd you, did he respond to one of your stories or did he just randomly DM you? He responded to one of my stories. I think that's the way so to go. Yeah, you got to because you're already putting it out there and you're looking at your phone because of it. So, yeah, it's better than just sending like a blind DM, I think. I totally agree. Instead of like a hi, I'm so and so nice to meet yeah. you. It's so much better to respond to a story and and then you know have a reaction to someone's interest really it, it yeah, exactly captured your uh, attention yeah and and i think the main thing about dming people is that you shouldn't be private if you're going to do it yes everyone's going to look at photos it's not the whole thing but it's the first thing you're going to look at and if you're private you can't see that and no one's going to request you necessarily to see who you are so i would just say if you're going to be dming people don't be private did you uh did you find it weird that nick was bachelor fan at first did he admit that uh, or did he like, was he like, no, I'm a fan of the show. I know who that you came are. later on. Like it came way later on. So it wasn't that weird. It was kind of funny actually to me. It was nice that I could like talk about my friends and he knew what I was talking about. So That's awesome. There's that. <laughs> so I want to know more about Nick himself. Yeah. Well, he's actually a pretty interesting guy. He actually has a better story than I do. So also what intrigued me, I went to his profile and it wasn't really like, him holding a bunch of fish or like normal dude photos it was just like him and his family and like i could see a little bit of his life is that a normal a really dude photo a guy <laughs> yeah, normal a dude fish? photos are like 
fish hunting sunglasses mirror pick that's usually like the gist Oof, so he had a little on that i know <laughs> no no stay away from those yeah so try dean has a great um aesthetic so everyone can i know he really does it's because <laughs> lots he's, of lots of mirror picks he's so traveling you know picks. Wait, okay, so you saw his Instagram profile, you liked his family, yeah. you like there was one photo in particular, it was him in like a neck brace. Um, so apparently well not apparently, this is what happened. He when he was in college one summer decided to dive into a swimming pool at night and ended up hitting the bottom oh, no. and breaking his neck. Oh, so Whoa. yeah, it was a whole thing where he his, he was supposed to be in the hospital, he was never supposed to walk again. But by some miracle, which he hates that word. He managed hmm. to walk again in like two days. Oh, he wow. started feeling Whoa. feelings back in his like fingers and his legs, and they're like, "We have no idea why this is happening, how why this is happening, or how this is happening." Hmm. But he's managed to start to move, so we're gonna see if we can get him to walk. So now, after I think he was maybe in the hospital for like max a week, and then he started walking pretty much a week after, which is insane. How old he was, was he never again? This happened. It was probably a sophomore going into junior year high school college college college, college Holy, yeah. wait, wait, wait. so you're telling me that the doctor said that he might never walk again and then yeah. two days later he was walking yeah exactly he was like hold my beer <laughs> uh, seriously um, they, did they ever figure out what happened because this is i mean not to throw the word miracle out as nick doesn't yeah, like apparently exactly. but holy he moly hates it it's pretty much a miracle though if you think about it i think it was like a lot of parts maybe some other higher power or whatever, but he, the doctors that he had managed to like put his neck back into place or whatever. And because he did that, I guess whatever the doctor did wasn't like a normal procedure, but he was like, no, we're making, we're putting this back. So he did that. And he was also really strong from football. He played in college. So like that was a factor too. And I think just like general willpower that he seems to have. So for whatever reason, he's walking again, he has all of his ailments and all the things so he can fully function wow um yeah so pretty amazing story so just like by that story hearing that about him i was like well you're a pretty amazing person just by mm -hmm. like the way that you have the strength to do that the like the willpower you have and just like how he is now it's pretty amazing mm -hmm. so yeah he's got a much cooler story than me <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's pretty awesome. It's I'm, I mean, obviously, we love to just see people get happy endings. Granted, yeah. you know, five months into a relationship, we don't want to call it a happy ending. But I mean, it well, sounds you like you guys are pretty in. smitten about each other. We moved in. This is also my first boyfriend. So I'm taking a lot of like major steps here and just like <laughs> hitting the gas. Actually, I remember this. That's right. Yeah. So how old are you, yeah. Cindy? I'm 29. 29. So well, Ashley, Ashley didn't get her first boyfriend until she was 30. Um, so what do you, what do you think it was about? What do you think a lot of it was, you're obviously a beautiful woman. You're a catch. You were on the show. You're intelligent. You're a dancer. You're a, you're by far and away a catch. So what do you think it was in your twenties that you um, never had a boyfriend? A lot of factors. I was really focused on my career. Dance was a big part of my life. It still is. And so I was doing that and I was also trying to date in New York, um, which is, hard in itself mm -hmm. i was dating just didn't really land on a lot of good gems um and so yeah i was always just really busy and then whenever the guys didn't work out i would just go back to focusing on the dance part of my life so yeah i definitely tried it i was just never willing to get distracted in my career by some guy that wasn't necessarily worth it so i just and i was always around women because i danced with women and i also taught women so i wasn't meeting a lot of guys Dancers are dancers are funny. So I'm, I'm friends with uh, a few like professional dancers and they're mm -hmm. very similar to that too. Like they focus so much on their craft and dance. And, and yeah. I mean, a lot of them obviously have like other jobs and all that kind of stuff too that keep them super, super busy. So it's like a lot of my friends who are dancers are, you know, mid to late 20s, even early 30s. And they're like never and even interested in having relationships because they're just like, well, I don't even have time for that. Yeah, and I think too, because dance has such a short time frame that I think your focus for that time frame that you have in dance is just dance or just working. So yeah. I think that can easily get pushed to the side. Well, so, so yeah. tell us more. Five, five months in, first boyfriend ever. We first want, boyfriend ever. We want to know what's going on in the brain of Sydney L. I know. I think, you know, when I say when it's like meant to be, it's just everything kind of falls into place and it's easy. That's how this mm -hmm. relationship kind of has been like from the start 
even just talking on the phone. I mean, both of us knew that we had lived in different states, that there we were never met in person, that we had very different lives, but yet we just kept kind of rolling with it because our conversations were easy. We got along really well and it was just working. And I think too, both of us were kind of in the right mindset for an actual relationship. We were both looking, like I obviously was looking, I was on a TV show for dating and he had gotten to the part of his life where he was starting to look or like be open to the to finding someone so just kind of lined up and then we've just gotten along really well and it was almost scarier for us to be apart and us do long distance right now than it was for me to like low-key move in so yeah yeah i guess when it's just like it's right it's right and just kind of like go with it if it's working before we have to wrap up the first segment but before we do i do have a question for you because i find it interesting have you and nick had talks about the fact that this is your first relationship because i think when i first started dating ashley that was something that Mm -hmm. we talked about we were friends for so long but it was her first serious relationship and then we ended up getting engaged pretty quickly and then married about a year and a half later so we certainly had discussions about it at length uh because there is something to be said practice makes perfect where you kind of learn about yourself within different relationships and you learn about what you want and things you don't want does that make you nervous at all or nick nervous at all the fact that like you guys are already moved in pretty much and it's your first relationship and you're about four or five months in um, I think it made me nervous more than it made him nervous mm-hmm. because at the beginning I, I laid all that out. I'm like, this is my first, this would be my first relationship. I don't have a lot of experience. I know myself really well, but I don't know myself with another person really well. And for whatever reason, he's kind of a person, maybe because of his experiences, the things that he's gone through, he kind of wears his heart on his sleeve and he's really open and like willing to jump into things. I think more than I am, I'm a little bit more guarded. And because of that, he kind of like held my hand throughout the process Uh and has like met me (laughs) like where I'm at um like I said I think it's just kind of worked out because of what for whatever reason this just lined up I don't necessarily think this would always be the case for other people but for me this has just kind of worked and I always from in the back of my head I knew I'm not saying that this is that but I always knew I would be like a one and done kind of person not saying like we're there or anything but <laughs> but you're saying yep. you're one and done. <laughs> I'm, so far, you can talk to me in a month and I'd be like, you guys, I was wrong. But no, I think hopefully I'll be a one and done. That's very, I love it. I'm, a, I'm excited to meet Nick and vet him for myself. Um, but yeah. Sydney, like I said, we, we got you for the whole episode. You are co-hosting with us today. Um, we're going to get to some deal breakers we found online. And then obviously our favorite, the listener emails later on. But before we jump over to the... Deal breakers, we're going to take one quick break and jump right back to it. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash blackandunlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much. And I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. 
after we lost Pappy, I was Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating with Dean, myself, Sydney. We're all here. Mark and Easton, they're listening. They might chime in later. I have some new dating terms that we got to go over as well because, you know, that's going to become a weekly segment on the podcast. But first, as Dean alluded to, you know, deal breakers, they're kind of a big deal because they break deals. Uh, And we looked up the top three deal breakers. Uh, excuse me, we looked up a couple different deal breakers, one of them being 12 of guys' most common deal breakers, according to a guy. And the good news about this podcast, we have two guys, so we can validate. We got a couple guys. That's right. Sick. Uh, so any guesses? Like, I, I kind of want to hear uh, guesses from Sydney and Dean. Do you guys have any guesses about what you think one of the 12 most common deal breakers for guys are? For guys? Yeah, for guys. For dudes. Like smoking. Smoking. Okay. Uh, not on here. Wow. That's insane. <laughs> that's just one of mm. mine, I guess. <laughs> it's it's one of mine as well. You know, I just can't, I, I can't kiss somebody who smokes. It sounds so bad, but it's just true. Yeah. Bad uh, hygiene, maybe. Bad hygiene. Number six. Bad hygiene Woo! is number six on the list. Uh, I wish they gave more descriptions, but yeah, bad hygiene, I think, is a deal breaker for anybody, right? I can't believe it's number six. I feel like it should be higher. Yeah. Bad hygiene. And we're talking about guys' <laughs> guys uh, impressions of women, like guys' deal breakers of women. Bad hygiene is on the list. I'm actually kind of surprised because typically a guy's hygiene is going to be worse than a girl's hygiene, you know? This is true. Speaking of hygiene, Dean, when was the last time you showered? <laughs> ah, that's a really good question. What day is it? It's Friday, September 18th. 18th. Oh, man. When was the last have time you I showered? showered? In probably... the month of September. You have to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> I probably showered on Sunday. So, like, what, six days ago, five days ago? It's not bad. I'm assuming. Do you like, do you like a little spray or anything? Just let it, let it go. Oh, I hate I just hate sprays. I hate wearing deodorant. Not a fan of any yeah. of that stuff. Um, yeah, all, that, but... all that crap that make you smell good. Well, at least bad hygiene is not on Kaylin's deal breakers. I'll tell you that this much. This is true. Well, listen, if I'm with Kaylin, obviously I'll I'll improve my hygiene a little bit. I've been camping and climbing the past four days, so it's give me some slack oh, so here. You definitely stink. I can only imagine what that van <laughs> smells like. Yeah, mm. it's funny. There's a lot of flies flying around. I don't know where they came from, Can't but somehow they, they locked on to something. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, uh, Dean, any guesses of like other deal breakers? What are some of your deal breakers that you think might be on this list? Ooh, uh, pointy fingernails. Uh, that is not... Mm. I think that too would be much like makeup? bad hygiene, right? Pointy fingernails, too much makeup. Uh, Ooh, that's a good one, yeah. That is a good one that does not appear to be on here. Wow. Hmm, who are these guys? Okay. T- tattoos. Tattoos. Are they just physical? Uh, no, no, they are okay. not. Actually, a lot of them are personality traits. So bad work ethic. 
Uh, <laughs> Lazy. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like those. It doesn't look Low like bar. guys have any high standards. It's pretty bad. We'll just I mean, take anything. I'll be I'll be honest. I read the list of the deal breakers beforehand, so I'm just trying to think outside of the box here a little mm. bit too. What's your uh, number one deal I'll breaker, you, Dean? I'll tell you my deal breakers is uh, lack of no sense of humor is probably my mm. biggest deal breaker. That's a good Agreed. one. Espe- Especially for me, because I'm like a sarcastic jerk uh, all the time. But whenever I say anything, I'm never serious about it. But I say it in a way that makes it seem like I'm serious. And if you don't have a sense of humor, it's just hard to get along with me. So, Well, Dean, that is number 10 on the list. Sydney, I'm assuming you like guys with sense of humor. Nick has a sense of humor? Yeah, for sure. That's one of the main things that stood out to me was his sense of humor. You got to be able to laugh at all. Jared, what's your biggest, right now. What's your biggest deal breaker, Jared? Oh, my Dig, my biggest deal breaker, uh, probably if uh, you're not a Patriots fan. Um, <laughs> number, I don't know, honestly. Like, I don't know if I have, like, any deal breakers. I, I'm the type of guy who I, I try to look at both sides of things constantly. So there's not, mm-hmm. like, one thing that comes to mind that I can think of that's like, if you do this, never going to work out with me. Of course, like, bad hygiene, that's not good. Smoking, I don't like. Uh, you know, not having a sense of humor you have to just be sarcastic that's that's my that's my love language honestly one of my love languages is sarcasm ashley has mm-hmm. learned this unfortunately uh that like if i make fun of her it's in an endearing way but mm-hmm. uh anyway but the number one number one on the 12 uh most common deal breakers for guys flaking on plans Hmm. really that's an interesting one the description the amount says, of times that guys have flaked on me on plans is a lot that's an yeah. interesting you want to know what's thing. funny about that is i agree with sydney i think that guys flake on plans more often than women. way more a hundred percent that's so hypocritical of guys i mean we're we're pretty big hypocrites so uh, i've definitely flaked more times than i've been flaked on yeah sydney yeah. do you remember yeah. a story of being flaked on um yeah, I mean, I would get ghosted often, or would just they would stop. One guy, literally, we had gone on a date, and then we were supposed to go on another date that Friday, and he faked a dental emergency, and then I never heard <laughs> from him again. So I think he died, but so you just <laughs> random things like that. He died yeah. at the dentist. What a yeah. way to go. Wait, why, how do you know he faked it? I, I mean, have you ever heard of a dental emergency? Yeah, and then and obviously then he didn't hit you up afterwards. Right, yeah. right, right. The ghosting after was what sealed yeah, the deal for me. Really <laughs> drove the knife home, did it? Yeah. Um, yeah, guys suck. Uh, it says even if you've been dating a long time, asking someone out is still kind of a big deal. That means when we take that leap and make plans, we expect you to show up. Yes, sometimes last minute emergencies pop up. Definitely not the dentist though. But guys still get upset if you break our plans. When you do that, it's like the trust is broken. I, th- I agree with you guys. There's no way. Guys break plans way more than girls do. Uh, the second one, talking about your ex. Mm. I could see that because that just makes you feel like you're still in love with them. Yeah. There's no place for the new, the old person in the new relationship. So there's no need to talk about them. Yeah. Once you've already had the one conversation. I'm trying to think of a situation where I've been on a date with someone and they talked about their ex the whole time. I've definitely been on that date, but... Yeah, I agree with Sydney. It's like, why are you talking about them? You must not be over them. Mm-hmm. Um, we have nothing yeah, else to talk about. I wouldn't say that's a deal breaker. I think that's kind of more of like, a, let's move, like, let's see if this keeps happening. And if it keeps yeah. happening, then maybe I'll, we'll break it off eventually. But that's not like a one-time thing where it's like, if you get flaked on in, in this case, in Sydney's case, the first time, deal breaker. Or, uh, you know, if things are like bad hygiene that are more consistent. I don't know. I think that one's maybe not the not the best. Yeah, it's it's not the best, not the worst. Number three, being passive aggressive. I can see that. Uh, number four, uh, meanness. Uh, yeah, you don't want to uh, date someone who's a jerk. I think that's that's pretty well known. Number five, insecurity. That's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, sometimes you know, it's funny when I was on the Bachelorette night one, I. Uh, like Dean can attest to this too, and so can you, Sydney. Like you meet everybody, you're super intimidated. Everybody's good looking, they're successful. Yeah. When I got there, it was like I'm not short by any means, but I'm six feet. Everybody else is like six mm-hmm. four. I was like, this sucks. I'm getting voted home. I'm just a kid from Rhode Island with a patchy facial hair. Like I don't belong here. And then I remember being super timid and like being afraid to talk to Caitlin and going up to her. And then I miraculously got the final rose that night. 
and I thought to myself, if I let my insecurities get the best of me, then I'm 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 going home because I'm going to be too scared to talk to anybody. I'm going to be too uncomfortable to truly be myself. So I kind of just like masked my insecurities for a little while and just put them to the side and was like, I'm just going to be the most confident version I possibly can be and go for it. And it worked, you know, knock on wood, it worked out well because then I ended up making it far enough to be invited to paradise where I met Ashley. But like insecurity is an interesting one because you can really project your insecurities and that I will say it is a turnoff. Yeah, I agree. And it's also like everyone has insecurities, but it's how you manage them. And if you're leading with your insecurities, it's not so attractive. So like you said, like you mask them, you figure out a way to kind of like operate in the world as yourself with those insecurities kind of like at bay. So yeah, if if you can get those under control, because no one is free of insecurities, but just like manage it, especially on a date. My biggest thing was I was I was insecure about my uh, career when I was on The Bachelorette the first time. I was surrounded by like all these doctors and physicians and like mm-hmm. business owners, and then I was just like some lowly little startup recruiter, uh, you know. And it was just one of those things where I, that was like the one thing that I kept sizing myself up, and I was like super insecure about it. But then as oh, time 100%. moved on, I, I kind I of agree with you, way. Jared. It's like eventually you're just like, yeah, eventually you're just like, you know what? Got to get over this. Yeah, mm-hmm. you kind of just kind of get out of your own way a little bit. But it's not easy. Like Sydney said, insecurities are a very big part of just everyday life. So you try to have to deal with them on your own way. Number six, bad hygiene like we talked about. Number seven, trying to be controlling. Let's go back to mm-hmm. bad hygiene real quick. I feel like we're <laughs> skipping over that one a little too fast. What's we so haven't bad talked about that about in his hygiene. What's so bad about being just a little smelly? I think bad breath is not okay. Because if you're going to try to make out or get close to someone, if you have bad breath, that's kind of like stop the intimacy right there. So at least have like brushed your teeth. Okay. I brush and floss every single day. Maybe. There you go. At least most days, oh most God. mornings, most nights. If I'm like going out in public or if I'm like by my, if I'm by myself, I'll maybe brush my teeth only once. But if I'm like doing things with other people, I'll obviously brush beforehand. But I agree with you. Smelly breath can be uh, a big turnoff. But. I don't have smelly breath. At least I don't think I do. I will say I got in my friend's car. We went to go play golf the other day. And uh, it was like my first uh, first day in Denver visiting my friends. And I got in my buddy's car. And he goes, dude, you smell really bad. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I haven't showered in like a week. <laughs> yeah, when you can't smell yourself anymore, that's usually the problem. <laughs> yeah, full on full on nose deafness to my own stench. Yeah. And he, I like felt I was like so ashamed too. I was like, I'm so sorry, man. I, I had no idea. Uh, but yeah, that's all in the past now, you know. Yeah. It's all in the past. You're just going to smell like flowers moving forward. Number nine, being addicted to your phone. That is a turnoff. Like if you're out to dinner with someone, mm-hmm. put the phone down. Just try to have yeah. a, a good conversation, especially if it's one of the first dates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Glad I we mean, all everyone's agree. All, yeah. <laughs> agreed. As, as we're always on our phone. But yeah, I mean, you have like that one hour to spend with that person. Use it. I don't know. Have you guys watched uh, The Social Dilemma on Netflix yet? Yes, we watched that the other night, and I I knew all of those facts for sure. Like, I knew we've all been on our phone way too much, and we've definitely been being watched. It's just a good thing to be aware of. My screen time is out of control. What's your screen time? I, like, tried – it's hours, like, like up to seven in quarantine a day, which is out of control. I've been there. I'm I'm using it for work, kind of. Not really, but (laughs) – Yeah, I agree. I want to hear more about this social dilemma thing, but I will say my screen time, I think, peaked at, like, eight and a half hours one week, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. But I do use it for my GPS, so I don't know if it's like if it's because I'm driving and it's on. I don't know. You can see like what app you're using more based on your screen time, which is always Instagram for me. No, it's definitely Instagram. (laughs) Uh, Number nine, being too loud. Number 10, not having a sense of humor like we talked about. Number 11, neediness. And number 12, to round it all out, sexual incompatibility. Mm, I mean, there you go. Basically. Yeah. (laughs) But like compatibility mm. sexual can be a lot of different things. Like it doesn't mean yeah. you you know, it just means that you guys, you know, go well together. I don't know how to else to Yeah, I feel like also <laughs> with chemistry that can change, but sometimes you're just not compatible as far as like this person has this fantasy and will not let go of that fantasy. So things like that, but depends on the situation. Dean, what's your fantasy? My sexual fantasy? Yeah. Oh man, it's so weird. I don't even think I could tell you guys. Oh. No, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I don't really, I don't think I have a sexual fantasy. Do you guys have sexual fantasies? Is it supposed to be like commonplace for everyone to have a sexual fantasy? I don't think so. Yeah. 
I don't think so either. I like don't think that I, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I would say sexual compatibility is only a deal breaker for people that are like in their early twenties or late teens. Yeah. You know, like the older you get, like you said, Jared, you can build sexual compatibility like within a relationship after like getting to know that person and being communicative, etc. So I don't really think that should be on there either. But um, in terms of my sexual fantasies, uh, it would involve a lot of like whipped cream, maybe some like hot fudge, banana split, some snacks, um, <laughs> that sounds like salami, a good... salami. That's an interesting some good deli addition. Meats. Deli meats. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you ever see that uh, that Seinfeld episode where George Costanza? Like is is having sex with his partner and he's like eating a pastrami sandwich while he's doing it. And then every time he eats a pastrami sandwich from there on out, he like gets all hot and bothered from it. Oh my god. That reminds me of the end of Bridesmaids where they're like having sex with the huge pastrami sandwich. Yeah. It's like Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh it's like the flaps. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I remember that episode because George it's like the pinnacle. He's like, if I can eat while having sex and watch TV in the background, yeah. like it's 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 the ultimate. Um, all right, let's talk about de- uh, dating deal breakers that women have and that men should definitely be aware of. This is on uh, Reader's Digest. What do you think number one is? What do you think the number one deal breaker for women is? Uh, not wanting to get married and have children. <laughs> really? That's in- do you not want to get married and have I mean, kids? That's very No, I'm saying like deal breaker for if guys don't want to do that. Oh, right, okay. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, I don't see... Maybe not number one, but... <laughs> yeah, I don't... I, I, I think... I mean, while that's a great answer, I think these are a little bit more surface-level type things. Not, not, oh, okay. not like... I shouldn't say surface-level because they're very impactful and meaningful things, but no, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> Dean, what do you think? Did you already read these? I read them already, yeah. All right. But I'm going to say... Uh, actually, no, I'm not going to say anything because I already know what they are. Yeah, that's... Mm-hmm. So the number one is dishonesty. Dishonesty is the number mm-hmm. one deal breaker for women. Um, this Apparently, this includes dishonesty about your age, uh, your marital... cheating, too? Uh, yes. Marital status, of course. Uh, they say height. This is probably predicated height. to, like, first dates. Mm-hmm. After, when, height. <laughs> is that a bad thing? Do you think that's a big deal breaker? I just got on Bumble dates and they say they're like, if anyone's six foot, they're usually like not, or they'll say <laughs> that like, they'll say they're like six two, but they're really six foot. And I've just gone on dates where you think on Bumble where it doesn't say the height, you think that they're a certain height based on their photos. And then you get there and you're like, that is not the height that I imagined, but okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, it's definitely on there. <laughs> and it's like, what do they expect? It's like, obviously if you see them in person, you're going to know that they're lying about their height, you know? Exactly. I know. Exactly. Age too. Age is a big one. Don't lie about that. Yeah. Uh, marital status. Another huge one. Don't lie about that guys. Please don't. No, just, you know, get divorced if you're that unhappy. Uh, number two, uh, being unemployed. Second biggest turnoff for women. What's wrong with being unemployed? Dean. <laughs> well, Dean, Come on. I mean, a lot of people are unemployed right now, so. That's true. This was a pre-COVID. pre-COVID. Okay. Listen, I'm one for two right now. Uh, I'm unemployed, <laughs> so I am 50, hitting 50% of these deal breakers. Oh, was, well, it's funny because I, I, I read through the list of deal breakers, and I was like, okay, I'm that one, I'm that one, I'm that one. Well, you're about to, I, be, I, I yeah. knock off. You're about to be two of three. You're because the exception, not the rule. Number seven <laughs> Yeah, thanks, hygiene. Seth. So, hey, hygiene's number three? Seven. Yikes. Seven, oh, okay. okay. What's number three? What's number three? Uh, number three is lack of ambition. Dean, you have ambition. Mm. I don't think I have ambition, so I think yeah, I am do. Uh, two out of three. I am ambitious about not doing anything and traveling. You're ambitious to see the world. You are in that way. Yeah, but I would say like ambition applies to like career oriented goals like that kind of stuff you know what i mean i feel like ambition We're trying to throw you a bone i feel like ambition can be like yeah. defined in many different ways i think you have ambition you just don't have ambition to like work a nine to five but i don't necessarily <laughs> think that's a bad thing Sid, what's nick's ambition or does nick, he have he's ambition very hard working he wakes up with the sun and goes to the gym right as soon as he wakes up so he's super ambitious he's very like scheduled and regimented and i gotta get what's him. his career be more like nick He's actually he's in sales. He's he works actually in like the selling of cleaning products right now, like hmm. these big machines that do all these for like grocery store chains and things like that. So he's doing very well right now with COVID. Um, but yeah, he's in sales. Very he says cool. He's a glorified janitor. So what <laughs> time does he wake up? He wakes up at like six in the morning. So he wakes up at like five thirty, and then 
I will not wake up at that time or refuse. So then he wakes up, feeds the dog, and then lets brings the dog back into bed. And we sleep, me and the dog sleep together for like another hour. And then he wakes me up and then asks if I want to go to the gym or not. And then some days I go and some days I just keep sleeping. There we go. So Who's, we have a good little morning routine. Whose dog is it? His dog. What's... Her name is Dixie. She's a bulldog. She's hilarious. She's so fat. Sydney, you're going to be married by December. I'm telling you. I know, right? You guys already <laughs> live together. You have a dog together. Uh, yeah, number four, Dean's going to really love this one. Lateness. Lateness is the number four biggest deal breaker that women apparently have. This is, this is what I'm talking about, man. I've already knocked, checked three of these four boxes here. Uh, number What's four, wrong with lateness? Sometimes you just show up. Like, what is time? Time is uh, an illusion anyways. Oh, it's like, Jesus. so I just showed up Social a little after. Says the guy living in a yeah, van. Yeah, exactly. Number five. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> canceling. Number five, canceling. That's obvious one. You, like, you, anytime yeah. you get plans canceled on you like f off uh number six yeah, sketchy online behavior so be more like nick don't be like number six don't be don't have sketchy mm-hmm. online behavior yeah be coy what be coy. what do you think constitutes online sketchy behavior like liking bikini photos all the time and stuff yeah. like that i'm sure sydney yeah. can give some examples of this yeah um yeah i would say liking photos following like your friends and things like that before you guys are a relationship and like dming your friends things weird like that what's the um, weirdest what, DM my you've friend ever uh well i got one the other day that was like hi it was a f- very well or not well written at all but it was like if you send me emojis i give you nudes things like that uh, like, seems oh, like I'm a good. fair trade-off yeah super fair <laughs> Oh, I guess I got to pick the right emojis. But my friend actually was dating someone who claimed to be an Australian for months. And then she found out later that he wasn't Australian at all. He was faking an accent for some reason. So no way. Was super sketchy. Yeah. Wait, what? Super weird. Yeah. She found out through another friend who knew him from college. And then she was like, wait, he wasn't he didn't grow up in Australia and they're like, no, he grew up in like New Jersey or wherever this was. No way. Wait, that's unbelievable. So So what happened next? Do you know? Um, I think she had confronted him about it and the guy was basically like, well, you know, we had a good run. (laughs) (laughs) Like what? Oh my gosh. I like that he just owned up to it. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall to see him go from an Australian accent to a Jersey accent. Just Jersey. You got me. (laughs) So amazing. I wonder if he was like doing a character trial or something. He was trying to like play a role. I have no idea, but. That's hilarious, but also kind of messed up. Yeah, super messed up. But what are you going to do? Like we said, number seven, sloppy or bad hygiene. Number eight, his roommate. That's an interesting one. I I guess that's like also constitutes his friends. Like, you know, if you have bad Mm. friends, maybe you make bad choices. Yeah, that makes sense. Or like uh, I, always being around. I don't know. I like that one because uh, I don't have a roommate, or maybe like they live. He lives with like his parents or something like that. You know. Yeah, I think even. Yeah. I was just reading the article. Yeah, one of the things is it's a turn off if his roommate is his mom. <laughs> yeah. Probably not that the would best. Not be great. Yeah, you don't want to go to the parents' basement to go hang out. Mm-mm. But I mean, that's like that just shows he's a good family man. Yeah, exactly. Just like Sydney was saying, Nick is. If he's in between, it's fine. But if it's like an end goal for him to live with his mom, probably not. Yes, I completely agree with that one. Number yeah. nine, bad conversation skills. Um, yeah, you have to be able to Which talk Which is just someone. like being a human in general, having conversation skills beyond <laughs> dating. But yeah. You'd be amazed on how many people find it difficult to be human. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> this is not, you're not wrong, Jared. Uh, number 10, smoking, which is something that uh, makes sense. Smoking. Just bad breath, not good. And really bad for your health. You should stop it now. Uh, Number 11, he doesn't pay for the first date. This is something that Dean and I have talked extensively about on this podcast. So, Sydney, I ask you, do you think guys should pay for the first date? And did Nick pay for the first date? Um, Okay. Yeah, I feel like we've talked about this before too, Dean. But um, so I'm a little more traditional and I would like to feel it's a thing of if a guy asks you about, he plans a date and then he asks, he asks you to pay for it. That's a little strange. I would like for the guy to pay. I understand that circumstances are different for everyone. We're all in hard times right now. So maybe it's not the way, but 
I guess at least for the first date, I would I would enjoy being paid for. Mm-hmm. But and Nick did pay for our first dates. Yes. But but here's the thing, uh, and I think this is kind of the reason for uh, people thinking this way is the reason that people always think I should play pay for the first date is because I would say nine times out of ten it's the guy asking the girl on the first date. And yes, if you ask the person on the date, you should definitely pay for the date. But mm-hmm. if the girl asks the guy on the date. The girl should pay for the date or at the very least they should be splitting it. But it's like the person that asks to go on the date should be paying for the date. So like Nick was the one that showed interest to you, Sydney. So of course he's going to take you on a date and like pay for it because you're giving him the time of day to hang out with him. And the least he can do is pay for your food. Yeah, I agree. And how do you guys feel about like the wallet grab that the girls do? Like, oh, big fan. They pretend wallet grab. You like the wallet grab. Oh, big fan. Big fan. Big fan of the fake grab. Okay, good. As long as I would say, the I would say there. even even do it now that you guys are like dating and like living together, etc. You still got to reach for the wallet, even if he's yeah. paying for dinner, all that kind of stuff. I think it's still is always a nice. I gesture. went on a date one time, and the girl didn't. I was gonna pay for it anyway, but also here's the thing with guys paying for dates: if you go on so many first dates because you're not finding someone that you really click with, then you're paying for like six, seven so dates. Much. It adds up quickly. So I understand that maybe you don't, if, it, if it's not going well, you split the check. Maybe if you know that there's going to be no second date, you just split the check. I don't know. Maybe that's a bad True. advice. I, who knows? But I remember one time I was on a date with a girl and she didn't, she didn't do the wall grab. And she just left the check. I like I purposefully just didn't immediately go after her for it, even though I knew I was going to pay just because I wanted to see her reaction to see if she'd be like, oh, oh. And it nothing. And then so it mm. sat there for like a good two to three seconds before I, I reached to go grab it. And she was like, oh, thank you. As And I was like, okay, at least you said thank you. That's very sweet. But I'm a, it just made me appreciate girls who just at least go for the like, oh, oh, no, are you sure? <sighs> oh, okay. Thank you so much. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Right. That little gesture makes all the difference. Mm. Devil's in the details. Jared, exactly. what's protocol for when you and Ashley go out to dinner? Uh, well, now it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, if we go out to a fancy dinner, I pay for it just because, you know, we kind of like, you know, I'll pay for the date. We try to, that's like our idea of spicing things up, I guess now. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but no, you know, most times now it's like, oh, which card should we put this on? You know. Yeah. Which points do we want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many frequent flyer miles do you have? All right, put it on my <laughs> card. I need to collect some points here. Amazing. Um, and so- then, oh, sorry, Dean, go. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, so you guys still don't, do you ever like split it? Like, let's say you guys go to like, uh, what do you like so much? Shake Shack. But I guess then what? It's just like 20 bucks. Or you're like, no, you care to pay for it. it. It's just because we, we, we talked about finances many, many times and before we even uh, got married. And so, you know, we we're very much on the same page about that. Because, you know, people who are together or married have differences of opinions of separate bank accounts, our money, you know, your money's my money. Uh, but also some people were like, well, no, my money's my money. And then we share some of that. I don't know. But uh, Ashley and I have talked about that many, many times. So we're both on the same page. So no, we don't we don't split the check in or anything like that. How about you and Kaylin? Well, don't you think that since, well, Kaylin and I have a joint bank account. So whenever we go to dinner or anything anywhere, we always put it on the joint credit card that we have but let me ask you this does the fact that uh because ashley's got to make more money than you sorry i mean i don't know i don't want to like put anyone on the spot caitlin makes way more money than i make so i can only assume that ashley makes more money than you make ashley makes more money than me (laughs) (laughs) so so why don't you just like be like hey let's just put all our money in a joint bank account and we'll split everything i mean it's you know pretty much what we do Mm. oh you do okay yeah 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 I mean, she has her own bank account, and I have my own bank account. Uh, right. But, like, I just view, like, all the money in my account is hers as well. That's the way I just view it. So you're contributing to, like, the unit versus, like, mine. Yeah, yours, of course. We're, like, like, saving for up the for... greater good. Exactly. For yeah. house, future. Like, we're, we're, we're trying to plan ahead. So that's kind of, like, where our heads are at with that. I one. respect it. Uh, I'm assuming you and Nick haven't talked about that yet, Sydney, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, we definitely have separate bank accounts. But as far as like me moving in here, he's already been taking care of the mortgage. So that's like his deal. And he's fine with that. Um, Yeah, so I pay for things when I when he lets me essentially. (laughs) And I pay for like all my own things like clothes and stuff like that. So Nick sounds like a gem. I like this guy. Yeah. We're gonna have to get him him on the podcast. I want to talk to this guy. I know. Learn some things. I know he's a good guy. 
it's funny because Nick Vial is also a Midwest boy from not from Ohio, but it's just every time you say Nick, I always think Nick Vial mm. for some reason. Well, it's because yeah, he's I mean, the only like Nick sense. we know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, number a uh, twelve. Last one. He's pushy about sex. Mm. Yeah, I could see that being a big turnoff. Totally. Yeah. Read the room. Okay, well, I'm going to run the numbers real quick on this. So there was 12 uh, deal breakers. I hit one, two, three, four, five. I almost I hit half of them. All right, let's go. Maybe through, let's go through them really quickly. One, you're not dishonest, so you didn't hit that one. Maybe just maybe just being unemployed. Not I am unemployed. I lack ambition. I'm often late. I sometimes cancel. I have bad hygiene, and I think that whoever asks for the first date should pay for the first date. Those are my those are my deal breakers, but I'm breaking the deal because of those things. Yeah, there's a lot know? of gray in there though. You're sometimes late. You have ambition, I think. And plus, you're self-employed, my friend. Yeah. Oh, you're true. Working. Dini you're Baby's working LLC. Right That's right. LLC. That's it. We just punched in the old card right now while while zooming with each other. <laughs> Another day at the office. All right. Fair, fair, fair. I'll give it uh, to you. All right. Cool. We have some emails we're going to get to. Uh, and then, yes, uh, we have a couple dating terms that I want uh, everybody's opinion on once again. Uh, but before we do that, let's take a quick break. <laughs> At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. All 
All right, everyone, welcome back to our favorite segment always here on Help I Suck at Dating. It's your emails, and we're going to read a couple emails. We've got uh, Mark joining us from all the way around the world in Los Angeles. Hopefully, he's going to want to chime in real quick. Mark, are you there to read these emails for us? Always happy to read an email, Deaners. I love it. This one's from Anonymous. For the past eight months, I've been hanging out with a guy who's 27 that I was previously friends with for three years. At first, we were friends with benefits, but quickly it turned into us hanging out every day and going on dates. I've even met his parents multiple times, gone on vacation with him, his siblings, all their significant others. But this is where I get confused. After this long, he's never once expressed feelings for me. I don't know if he thinks I'm attractive, much less has feelings for me. I haven't asked because I'm scared of ruining the friendship if feelings aren't reciprocated. How do I navigate this? What do you think is going on? That's weird. I mean, I I think that this guy just (laughs) is in a good situation with you. You guys are friends. He obviously likes you. You guys hook up, but there's no commitment so he can hang out with other girls as well so i have a question has she said that she has feelings for him has she brought it up at all it doesn't say whether she did or not i'm gonna guess that she does she doesn't want to wreck the friendship so she didn't really she's not really Mm -hmm. broached it but i feel like you're only hurting yourself in this situation and eventually would hurt your friendship more the further you go on like this and you develop feelings and you don't say something i think it's always better just to say it but that's my and I bet you, I bet you what would happen is if she were to say something and be like, yeah, uh, so what's up? Like, what are we, what are we? Are we boyfriend, girlfriend? I bet mm-hmm. you the guy would be like, uh, yeah, we're boyfriend, girlfriend. Exactly. What do you mean? Probably. We've been doing all this stuff together. Right. It seems like, yeah, exactly. Guys are clueless. If he's like introducing her to his parents, taking her on vacation, all these types of things. It sounds like he already thinks that, but he, you just need to get him to communicate that with you is my mm-hmm. advice. Yeah. It feels like almost an elephant in the room. We, are we all I in agreement? Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would I would definitely uh, address this with him. And, and what's the, what's what are you going to lose? Yeah. Exactly. You're going to lose a friendship with a guy that you're in love with that isn't communicating that back to you. Like it's really there's no friendship there. Yeah, sounds like it's you're going to live a healthier lifestyle if you would just uh, 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 say how you actually feel. Yeah, it's an easy one. You got to get it out there. Agreed. This is from Morgan. This is not so much a question as kind of a topic she's throwing out there. Recently, Agreed. my friends and I were talking about the dumbest things we did because we were in love. My friend Ashley got a tattoo she had to cover up. My friend Katie moved to Connecticut from New York. I moved out of the country for six months because my boyfriend got a job in Japan. All these relationships ended. So we were wondering, what is the dumbest thing you guys ever did because you were in love? Can I just say... Is moving from Connecticut to New York <laughs> yeah. really Minor. the dumbest thing you've ever done? It's like an hour away. Literally, it's like a train ride. Oh, um, God. I might be in the dumbest thing I've ever done currently. So we'll see, <laughs> or the <laughs> see if it lasts thing or not. You've ever done. Yeah, it can go either way. You got to take risks, right? Right. <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. Jared, do you know what the dumbest thing you have ever done is? The dumbest thing i mean all the dumb things i've done are just bad things i mean obviously like the, what give us well the first one comes to mind is just not being honest with my feelings towards ashley that was pretty stupid there for a while i was kind of like <laughs> sure. the guy in the previous email where it was just like we were well i mean granted we weren't hooking up we were strictly platonic friends for a couple years but uh just you know uh, always kind of uh you know not admitting that I was confused about my feelings were, was probably one of the dumbest things I've, I've ever done. Because it's okay to to not be 100% certain about how you feel towards things and still address, you know, the situation and, and at least try. So that was pretty stupid. Because then once I tried, I was like, oh, no, this is right. This feels good. This is this is what I want. So that was pretty stupid of me. Yeah, I don't know if I agree. You've got to give a better answer than that. There's got to be like some stupid thing oh, like a, that you're like... Like an action I took? Um, yeah. What is the stupidest thing I've ever done? I'm basically just stalling for more time because I need to figure out exactly what the super yeah, thing i got nothing. Cindy, you got anything on this one? I remember I was dating a guy and he had just moved into his apartment. And for whatever reason, I thought it'd be fine for us to share a twin air mattress for like hmm. multiple nights. So I was like, yeah, this is totally, I'm cool with this. We were sharing a, an air mattress that was like so tiny. So that was pretty dumb. It's pretty dumb. Yeah. I've done some other things, but they probably aren't PG. So come on, let's hear them. We're a PG 13 yeah. podcast. Easily. Uh, 
I, okay. Well, one time this is, you probably have to cut this out, but I was on a date with a guy and we were going to hook up and I realized I wasn't, um, cleaned as if you, I had was in between waxes. And mm. so I took it upon myself to go into the bathroom, prepare myself in the, like 30 seconds. I was in there to hook up with this guy. <laughs> yeah. That's all, that's like, I mean, that's, <laughs> That's thoughtful, I guess, right? It's That's thoughtful, but also it was his bathroom. It was not my home. So, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I think that we need to maybe uh, – the big thing that we need to address is the stigma that you always got to be clean down there. You, know? you don't always have to be. I, for me, it was more for me like not – I had never been in that state because I had never been in – like never waxed before. So it was a foreign uh, thing for me mostly. And I was like, sure, I don't know how sure, to approach sure. this. I've had too many drinks to even know how I feel about it. So I'm just going to get rid of it. Did you use his razor? <laughs> yep. That's hilarious. I'm sure he didn't honest, mind. I'm sure he didn't yeah, mind. He didn't That's know. Exactly what I was going to say. He has no idea, but. Well, now he does. I hope he listens to this podcast. Who knows? Maybe. He, maybe he's a fan of the Suck Army. Or he's a Suck, Ooh, suck Army. The, suck, suck Army. Suck. The question suck, is, suck, who suck. isn't a fan of the Suck Army, Cindy? Now, come on. That's true. That's Fair. hard. Exactly. Uh, the dumbest thing, I, I still can't think of anything. Like, I, God, I wish I had a good story for this one. But, uh, but how about this? Like, Dean, you and me will think about a story, and we'll tell it on next week's podcast, about the dumbest thing that we've done for love. Yeah, I want to I want to think of something now, though, because I'm sure I've just got hundreds. Like, the... It, it's the paradox of choice where I've just got so many dumb stories yeah. to share. I don't know which one to share. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What's uh, the, the cringiest dumbest... thing? Uh, well, it's funny because when last week on Help I Suck at Dating, we talked a little bit about uh, the Colton and Cassie situation and how that escalated into a restraining order. And the only thing I could ever think of was how I could kind of empathize because when I was in college, I broke up with my girlfriend and I broke up and I like just went through extreme lengths to like, I guess either try to win her back. And then after not being able to win her back to like move on. So I would like, I like sent her uh, like a shoe box with like my favorite stuffed animal in it and like cute pictures of us and like a poet, like, I don't know, it's like a poem or something like that. Uh, I don't, I don't know if that's like necessarily as extreme as moving to Japan for six months, but that's like the one thing that comes to mind where I was like, that was the, cause I think that was the breakup that I took the hardest too. So, uh, I don't know. That's just the first thing that comes to mind. And then when I realized that we weren't going to get back together, I like went to, I like went on Facebook and like saw all of our mutual friends and, uh, messaged like all of the ones that I was friends with first individually. And I was like, Hey, unfriend this person on Facebook. Like we're no longer going to be friends with her. If I'm not with her, you guys can't be friends with her. Like that kind of thing. And looking back on that, like that's really embarrassing and obviously very, very stupid of me to do. But, uh, mm -hmm. that's, those are like the cringiest, uh, cringiest relationship things I think I've ever done. Oh, in my Dean. opinion. And that was me. <laughs> that was 19 year old Dean, uh, 20 yeah. mid to late twenties. I've definitely done some cringy stuff, even like, uh, I mean, I'm just trying to think of something more recent, but they're all, it's all so bad that it's like, you know, it's hard to choose. I definitely one time pulled a, uh, a, a Noah from notebook, uh, line where I, we were, I was kind of like rekindling things with my ex a little bit. And, uh, like I was convinced, you know, that we should be together and she was with a different guy. And I'm pretty sure I'd said something along the lines of picture your life 30 years from now 40 years from now <laughs> and i pretty much said something very close to if it's with this guy go <laughs> that's oh pretty cringeworthy God. like 23 year old jared that, not knowing what else to say that is pretty it's pretty pretty, pretty cringeworthy Whew. there was time where i was like i was like writing like love letters with like song lyrics i was like oh. basically making mixtapes uh and the, in the moment it felt so right but even in like after a day of hindsight i was like what am i doing this is the dumbest thing in the world oh some of the most cringiest stuff i've ever done is like the aol away messages or yeah. myspace where you had like a quote or a line or something oh my god the dumbest yeah. that i would put up there so stupid and cringe i could i wish i had a book of every away message i had and like the romantic quotes and oh so bad you should make a you know how alon has his uninspirational calendar yeah. you should make a a calendar with uh aol away messages I oh yeah that you know, like back in the 90s yep. yeah yeah uh 
it would be like this i promise you <laughs> oh my god this i promise you be back um, in all right 15. well that'll do it before we say anything else more or too embarrassing i think we should probably say goodbye um sydney thank you so much for joining us as always and co-hosting with us on this week's episode of help i suck at dating uh we're stoked to see and hear more from you and nick maybe next time we get you to co-host we can have nick co-host too that would be yeah he's in the other room so let's bring him on let's bring him on i absolutely would love that uh jared thank you as always thank you to anonymous and morgan for emailing us in hopefully uh we were able to at least provide some insight or uh i mean i don't think our stories were as bad as any of morgan's friends but it is what it is um and hopefully we were able to knock out some deal breakers for people that are still sitting on the fence and need to make a decision they can use those deal breakers to make that decision so uh thanks again for listening be sure to tune in next week where maybe we will suck just a little bit less follow help by suck at dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.